to another edition of Mask, making all souls kindred spirits, where we question to get in where we fit in. But I thought about it all day long. And sometimes, you know, we try to say, you know, if I do what everybody do, or if I think like everybody else, it'll be better for me. But sometimes you got to stand on your own uh, ground and say, you know, I'm not going to uh, follow the mass of people. You know, I'm going to do all the things that I know are right in my mind. And we have to do what we feel is the right thing to do. We're going to look at tonight assimilation, accommodation, and adaptation. And I think, uh, and this is my own opinion, um, it could be uh, up to someone else to disagree or agree with me. And we have quite a few people on the panel tonight. And so we're going to see how they think about it. And we have two counselors on tonight as well. So we'll see what they have to say. And if you have anything that you need to say uh, uh, that would make it better for everyone else to better understand what we're trying to say, then please, uh, if you're on Facebook, type what you want to say to us. If you are watching us live and you want to just come sit in, we don't force you to talk. We just want you to listen and maybe you can type whatever and we'll bring it to the forefront. With that being said, I want to go meet the people on our panel tonight just to say hello and to thank them for coming on. Uh, let's start with our resident uh, counselor out of uh, Windsor or uh, uh, out in Connecticut. Andrea, I keep forgetting that even though I don't stayed at your house, I don't know how many times I, I just know <laughs> you're in Connecticut near Hartford. So I just, mm -hmm. I can't remember your hometown. So uh, just charge it to me, to the game, because, you know, I got short-term memory loss. Anyway, so, Andrea, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm sitting here trying to do an assignment, so I'm just going to listen in for the most part, just to, and then maybe chime in from time to time, but I'm, I'm going to listen in and hope well, you all thank have you. a great uh, show. I and you know, we, we value your opinion. Uh, uh, you are a clinical part of what I, you know, I only speak from emotions. You've been to school for this kind of stuff. And we also have Miss Erica Hope. Hey, Erica coming to us, I think from South Carolina. Am I correct, Erica? Yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I, I, I like that you are a mainstay for us as well. You come in and out, but you are, you do come come back so thank you for joining us today and sarah graham sarah is joining us out of um tulsa oklahoma uh broken arrow oklahoma how are you doing tonight sarah you're muted sorry about that hi i hope everyone's doing well glad to join you well, thank you for joining us. Ladies, we, we're taking over. We don't have any men to come and give their opinion. So uh, the thing that got me thinking about this topic, and I've said this several times on my uh, past uh, um, feeds uh, and shows, not only on Mask, I've also said it on uh, Cougar Chronicles, that 
I think that we've started assimilating. And I know you say, well, Barbara, what is assimilation? Assimilation is when you take on the ideas and um, uh, and info of other people and incorporate it in your own lives. And you're taking in and fully understanding info or ideas, whether it is gonna be something that is gonna benefit you or whether it's gonna be something to your detriment. So, um, in my opinion, I think that we have gotten to a point in life where we don't even want to fight anymore for the things that might be right, the things that we want to believe in. We just go along with the mass of people. And I think it's a problem. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way because I'm just stubborn in my thoughts. And, you know, I'm, I've always... Uh, uh, pride, proud, prided myself in being uh, a free thinker. I've always prided myself in being a leader. I've never been a follower. If I can't set the rules for somebody to follow, I don't want to do it. You know, I have uh, gone along with some things and uh, learned a lesson from it and went to and went back to doing the right thing. So the question that I want to ask anybody on the panel right now. Do you think that we have gotten to a place where the more people that says something is right, even though we know in our hearts it may be wrong, that we just seem like sheep and following a, a, a bad example or a bad shepherd, so to speak? Anybody? I don't feel that way. I mean, I feel as though I, I have my own opinion. I like to listen to both sides and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, research it if it's that important to me. So I don't feel as though I'm following, I'm, I'm a follower. But I don't feel I'm a leader either, but I know that what I feel, I'm gonna speak what I feel. Okay, let's just forget about you for a minute. And, um, and I'm not trying to disavow any of the thoughts that you might have and any of the opinions you might have. When you look at the mass of people who are out here today, and that means black, white, whatever uh, race there is, do you think a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon because they are allowing people to manipulate their minds, the way they do certain music, sport, the way they handle sports, the way they um, just uh, whatever the mass of people says, that a lot of people are just jumping on the bandwagon just to save the peace or keep the peace? Or am I just out there in left field? There are people doing that and it's probably been done since we haven't following each other. I think it's sort of like a biological need to fit in, to preserve the atmosphere, preserve sanity, preserves. It's a, it's a safety reason why some people do it. Um, I just having a talk with my daughter about it because she just turned 13 Friday and I noticed her mm -hmm. with her friends and to preserve the the friendship I see her challenging herself like what do I do and I said well stick to your own stick to your own you know what you believe don't follow the crowd and she said yes mommy but no there's no but so even if you're and i said challenge yourself that when there's a gang of or a group of girls 
then you don't have to be involved in the scuffle or the shuffle or the rumor mill. You just stand aside and just be quiet. There's such a thing as still being friends with someone, but being quiet. And I think we don't master that until we're a little bit older. But for now, some age groups are having that difficulty where like they feel like if I don't do this, I won't fit in. And then what will my social impact be or my social score be later on? Well, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree with um, what you're saying because, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but it's hard to tell the kids that their friends are wrong when they have to face them every day and face the, the challenge of being ostracized or, or face the fact that, oh, well, you're not a cool friend because you're not doing this, you're still a baby, you're still this, you're still that. So how do we deal with, uh, I mean, we can't even, you say it that, you know, everybody is doing it, we've done it for a long time. How do we tell our kids not to do it when we're doing it most of the time? I think some of the time we have to gauge it and, and let them know when it is appropriate to be a follower, when it is appropriate to be a leader, when it is appropriate to stand on your own. And with my daughter, I do a lot of real life situations. For one, mm -hmm. like I talked to her about changing schools and how that impacted me at 12 years old. I went from one neighborhood to another and it, it shifted the way I thought about myself and I thought about the world. Because I noticed when I went to the new school, like my old friends were like, oh, you're different now. And I'm like, I'm not different, I'm the same. And I said to her, like they started picking and picking on every little thing I did to say, I was like the new town. I'm like, I'm still the same. And I said, it's sort of like that. You have your friend from elementary school and you had a pair of jellies and everybody loved the jellies. But then when you went to middle school, you're now joking on your friend because your friend has jellies and you have acquired new friends. And those friends don't appreciate jelly, jelly sandals. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's how we had to say, well, this, this is the time now where you can stand on your own. You don't have to follow the group and say, oh, well, so you have jelly sandals. You used to love jelly sandals. You know? Yeah. Just stand on your own. But then if it's another case where like everyone's doing something positive, then you can then you can join in on and say, okay, well, hey, this is where I fit in and I want to fit in. If everybody wants to try out for dance team or something like that, then that's a group activity that has less, how should I say, less social pressures in a that are well, maybe not, maybe not, because now yeah. you get the uh, some of the people because uh, you know I go on the social media outlet just to see what's going on and what's not going on and you know I, some of the people are commending uh, you know it's funny you said that and I'm gonna use that as an example about joining the dance team there are some people who are, are saying oh it's just dance and the other people are saying those little girls don't need to be throwing their bodies like that and doing this and doing that um, but it's, it was okay, probably when they were one, two and three and they were doing it and you was like, Oh, look at her throwing her, Oh, girl, girl, go ahead and twerk form, you know? And now that they're getting formal training, it, it, that's the way people are dancing now. And I think if you just sit them down and say, Hey, you know, um, I know you love dance, this, whatever, but let's try to tone it down a little bit, uh, 
you know, but who knows? I mean, that, you know, everything is changing. Everything is evolving, even comedy. But um, is it, it, I'm talking about in everyday, everyday life. I mean, it's hard raising kids uh, with your standards because, you know, we probably bucked the system when our own parents was trying to tell us what we should and should not do. You know, we all went through that. Um, is it, has it, maybe I'm the only one that's seeing this. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the world through rose colored glasses. And I'm, it's like, we're not sticking together anymore. We are taking on the, the, uh, all the habits and all the thoughts and all the, uh, the reactions, just like other people who are outside the race. And, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to say I'm pro-black. I, I like our culture. I like the things we do. I like, I want us to stick together and do what we have to do and not want to be like the Joneses. You know what I'm saying? And, and maybe that's just me. And somebody might say, well, you want to be stuck in, 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 in whatever uh, time warp you're in, but the rest of us are trying to survive and, and do whatever we can do. And before anybody says anything, let me welcome uh, two new people on here. Uh, Latoya, thank you for joining. And we did have Ronique, uh, comedian Sugar. I think she'll be back or she might be having uh, problems with her phone, but thank y'all for joining in. Um, so with the assimilation, um, I think we like, there could be something that happened in the community a long time ago. And we would come together and, you know, stand up for each other and, and you know, do what we got to do to get a solution. I mean, uh, and that was whether something good happened, something bad happened, something different happened. You know, now it's like, well, I need to know what happened. I need to know what he did. You know, it, nothing is not shocking to us anymore. We've started thinking that it's normal for somebody to get shot in the back. It's normal for the police to do this and do that or whatever. So that's why I'm saying, are we assimilating and starting to think the mass of us like other people who don't care about what happens in our communities, who don't care about our kids, who don't care if we're not making money for them, <coughs> they don't care what we do or or what happens to us. But so long as they can, we can make money for them and they can hold it over our heads mm -hmm. as to, well, if you don't do this, we're gonna take this. So you're gonna force, they're, they're force feeding us to think and act the way they act. The value has changed a lot. The value, what we value and what we are showing the kids to value. I think we had, and part of it is who's at home, who is mm -hmm. the voice of the kid. Um, I noticed that the kids are taking the, the mass media voice, but the mass media voice may not be their family voice or their religious voice. Like they don't have a necessary moral compass that they used to have, but that started at home. It's, it's just a big shift that's happened. 
Yeah, and but um, if you if you look at it from that aspect, um, mm-hmm. uh, we have used uh, the telephones and the computer as a way of having those are electronic babysitters. Half of us don't know how to how to work the the phones we have, the computers we have. We don't know how to go here, there. Like these kids, they don't even need to read a manual. And they can just go on and do all kinds of things that will keep us out. And they're doing and saying and whatever. But um, when it comes to, and, and it's not just the kids. I'm talking about adults. I'm talking about people who are making a viable life, who are out here. Um, they got a job. They got um, whatever. They, they live in the, the American dream. Are they thinking about what, how how laws and the things people say and the things people do, how they are affecting our communities when the the same thing could happen in another community that's not black and the rules and all change for everybody else. So unless we think like them, unless we act like them, unless we talk like them, we feel like we just don't fit in. Am I right or right? Don't be quiet on me. Well, that's the part of the that's part of the assimilation and adaptation to move on as as a group, as a species. We have to some sometime loosen our own ideas to why do we have to do that? Why? Who made that rule? Who said I had to start thinking that it's okay to do this, that, or the other? Why can't I have my own opinion as long as I'm not bothering anybody, as long as I'm not encroaching on anybody's rights and I'm not going trying to take nobody's job? I don't care what you do because, you know, it's, I, I'm, not the, I'm not the judge or jury of what you do. In some places, in some places you can't, in some places you can't, but in some places that you want to be, that's how it has to be, or you have to leave that place. If you can adapt to it. Who made those rules though? Who said you have to leave the place? Who said you have to do what everybody else does? Who says you have to accept what everybody else does? If you, it used to be a time when you had a choice. Okay, I don't like this. So I'm not going to invite in this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. We have a choice whether we want to drink. We have a choice whether we want to smoke. And it doesn't matter about all the advertisements, what, what is enticing to somebody else. We all have free choice. Now it's gotten to the point of we thinking we got free choice, but that choice is in our heads that unless we're doing what everybody else is doing and unless we are thinking uh, like everybody else, it's not right. Who, who so gave I, I, someone I, I, the power I, to say what is yeah. right or wrong? N- no one, but okay. So assimilation is the process by which two or more cultures or cultural dro- groups are gradually mm-hmm. merged. Although mm-hmm. one is likely to remain dominant. Yes. So by definition alone, we know that up here in that the our community isn't dominant 
everything that we watch on TV, the magazines, the movies, etc., usually are seen through the lens, a European lens. European, yes. Right. So, so that's the culture. Although, you know, I, I feel challenged with saying that because I feel like Black people, African-Americans, uh, we have had the majority of, you know, who established jazz, who established hip hop, who established on and on and on. So I yeah, had but you know, who, get a little challenge. But who funded it? You know, that that's where we, I think, where, where the ball uh, doesn't fall in our court anymore because we don't have the money to get uh, our our songs and our this and our talent out there. So we have to no, sign contracts I, I, that... Right. So I don't... But I still think we are the creators. Yes, of we are. Said yes. Whatever. Yeah. So whether or not we can say funded, we're so me when I refer to the definition of something being dominant, which group, which cultural group emerges as the dominant one, it it appears that it is the European culture that is dominant. However, I just take challenge with the idea because if you look at you're right, the music industry, yes, the Europeans seem to have the financial, you know, uh, uh, power because they sign the checks for Diddy or whoever. They all sign the checks for these people who are now our billionaires. But we still created the the product that made the European culture, you know, um, rich, wealthy, wealthy. But I, I, I think that, so getting back to your question that you originally you were asking, who said that we have to do X, Y, and Z? I don't think anyone said that we have to do X, Y, and Z. I just think that it is all around us severely so that we see the dominant culture of the Europeans all around us. Now, whether you individually decide to assimilate, that's something different. Um, I think culturally we have assimilated more than not. I think there is a tremendous amount of pushback and a lot of people have, you know, I just started watching Hair Tales um, with Tracy Ellis Ross and Oprah Winfrey and the rest of the, the group talk about our hair, the Crown Act, et cetera, et cetera. And that is a part of the pushback into why do we have to assimilate into what Europeans feel that makes them yeah. comfortable to see on our head. So I think there's a lot of pushback through individuals and now on a political um, frame with, like I said, the Crown Act and other measures that people are taking. Um, but this has been going on. I mean, even, even I see people pushing back with no longer calling Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. Columbus Day is no longer Columbus Day. And all the, you know, all, there are, there are, it's, it's happening um, on a larger scale than it's ever happened before. To me, I feel like I see a lot of things. Columbus Day has always been on our calendars for as long as I can remember. So within this last year or so, it was changed. So that's, that's I think people are trying to say we no longer want to remain the culture that is dominated. We want to you know, express ourselves differently. Yeah, well, that's that's the majority of other people, but it seems like with us, even though I think we spend more money than anybody, 
We do. I think we billions, keep everybody. Billions. No, that's not a that's not a that's not a question. That's that's a fact that you can Google right now. We absolutely do. And I've been looking at a lot of platforms talking. So Isaac Hayes the third's son, excuse me, Isaac Hayes the third, Isaac Hayes' son is talking about. So he established a app called Fanbase. And it kind of yeah. sparked out of that whole idea of why do we spend so much money on making other people's platforms wealthy? Yes, we can grab a nice bag ourselves from the Instagrams and the whatevers, Facebook by doing certain things, but why don't we start our own? So he invited people to invest in his platform and say, you can be an owner, a part owner, have some shares in this while you're making money. He referred to one young lady who made $55 million on his platform by uploading approximately 160 videos. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we need to go over there. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Crazy. But, you know, okay, um, it's just like, let's take the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, um, when he was pushing the the um the movie or the tv show whatever it was um hebrews to negroes uh wake up black america and the things he said they accused him of being anti-semitic and um so um they wanted him to apologize and my thing is why is it that everybody else gets to say whatever they want to say nobody filters uh some of the people especially the people in the Republican Party. We don't even have to say any names. But why is it that we always have to be the one to apologize? You're going to take so many things away uh, from um, somebody because they have an opinion. And it's just his opinion. You know, um, why does he not have the right to think the way he wants to? And, and basically... Um, I I don't I don't know I I just it just with us trying to fit in I think you know that the whole NBA and all the black players uh okay she has the thing can you play uh some uh a little bit of that for us like mine what his response was you have the uh, video. Um, when they were asking him, because he has since said that he apologizes and there were six steps that he had to take to do in order to get back on the team and do whatever. He's going to lose so much money. And it was like, okay, well, we got you up against the wall and you're going to come and apologize regardless, you know. Did you find it? Yeah. Well, while she's looking, do anybody have any thoughts on that? But even, you know, well, who was that else? Someone else that he did that to, like Nick Cannon. I mean, Nick Cannon? The thing about the Jews, about the, they said that's mm-hmm. mad at. But, um, but I mean, aren't there such a thing where as the money is? Where the money is, though. And that's, the, that's always the bottom line. Who's got the money? 
So as long as I got money, I can make people think the way I think because I'm giving them money. I don't I don't want to put it that simple, but if you got money, you know, you're you're making it sound, you know, obviously, yes, if you got the money, you can make people think different. Think, uh, uh, okay, so all right. I don't think they'll think I'm, I'm not still. gonna I'm not gonna think for myself because I'm making all this money. Because you're making all this money and people are following you that with you making that money. They are gonna take well, something from they gonna so take what if, what if the mass of people come and say they agree with me? Yeah, Shay. I'm sorry. Are you having trouble with it? But what what if what if the mass of people say that they agree with you on what you say? Does money come into factor then? You mean does the, the person who has the money? No. If if everybody just stood up and said, I don't have a problem with what he said. It was just his opinion. Oh, why okay. why why do y'all have to take his money? He said what he thought. He people, can't have a thought. Enough people. I mean, Nike yeah. turned it back. Everybody, all these people jump off the bandwagon like, you know, they're the only ones that that he's the only one that's keeping them in business or they're the only ones that's keeping him afloat when he's playing basketball. He's 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 doing what he needs to. He's doing his job. He just had an opinion. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why I cannot say what I want to say. And everybody else gets to say whatever they want to say. Whether it's right, wrong, indifferent, or whatever. I think it's the community that, I mean, the Jewish community just, they have installed protectors of their community. The leaders, the anti-Semitic group, the, like they have barriers to or, or or protections in place to say if anybody says this, the anti-Semitic lawyer association or whatever it's called is going to check you, and that's that's their main business. That's what they do. So, do we have something like that? I mean, I think we've had in the past leaders that were strong and that would come out, but I, not since maybe Sharpton Jackson. You know, I can't tell you who our immediate leaders are. We have Stacey Abrams, who's on the come up in a sense, but I don't think there's a Sharpton Jackson type person or entity. The NAACP has been really quiet about a lot of things. Maybe Ben Crump is moving into that kind of position where he kind of checks you, but I don't know if he'll do it if it's not necessarily, you know, legally like a, a crime situation. So I don't know that if we have any gatekeepers that they have in the same situation that can automatically put the the stop on things. I mean, I think that's one reason why. Um, and I just feel like, you know, the Jewish community is notorious for sticking together. We don't necessarily have that same history together. You know, we, mm -hmm. we still feel like we are crabs in a barrel and we'll backstab each other to try to you know get on the come up maybe it's because a lot of jewish people in this maybe i don't know what are more 
likely to be in a financial pr- position that's better off and they don't have to feel like crabs in a bucket. I don't know, you know. Um, so many of us are still trying to get somewhere and maybe that's why, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like, um, I think people can have their opinion, but just like anything else, it's gonna be a consequence. Whether or not it's gonna be good or bad, you can have your opinion, but there's gonna be a consequence. So that part, you know, when you say something, somebody's going to respond. People can agree with what you say. And some people who have the power to make it different and don't like what you're saying, they're, they'll use their influence to change. But that's just it. It's the power. Let's let's right. look at what he right. said. Um, um, I think they're ready right now. What more can you tell us about the decision to suspend Kyrie Irving? Yeah, Shay, I think the, the, the Nets felt they had no alternative left after spending a week trying to work with Kyrie Irving, uh, educate him uh, on the impact that uh, his promotion of that hateful, essentially hateful anti-Semitic uh, documentary uh, shared on his platform had had on uh, had had on the world, and and so I think for the Nets, the NBA, you know, they they were in a position uh, where this had become an untenable situation with Kyrie Irving, and I think the Nets realized after two attempts. In, in public uh, with the media, the fact that Kyrie Irving would not uh, denounce uh, what was in that movie, would not apologize uh, for, uh, I think, the, uh, his role in promoting and, and certainly really hurting people uh, in, uh, in the community. Uh, this is a situation, I think, for Brooklyn now. Uh, where a five-game suspension without pay minimally, uh, and I, as they say, Kyrie Irving is going to have, uh, he's going to have to uh, remedy this situation. And th- I think right now, his future in Brooklyn, I think it's fair to say, is unclear because he has shown so far a resolve, a resistance uh, to not apologize uh, and to not denounce uh, what is in. Uh, that movie. And so I think for Brooklyn, they were in a position now, uh, I think, where they where they had to suspend Kyrie Irving. The environment around the team, I think it was unsustainable. And there certainly had been the, the impact, not just on the team and the basketball, I think the smallest part of it, but the organization, the, the community uh, in Brooklyn, in New York. And I think for the NBA, uh, this was a story and a situation that was not going to go away and Brooklyn, again, I think uh, Joe Sy, their owner, uh, thought that he could uh, educate Kyrie Irving on the impact uh, that this entire uh, saga had had on people and just ultimately felt like they did not reach him. And now, finally, after a week, uh, there's a punishment, five games without pay minimally for Kyrie Irving. Wow. That's a lot. But again, I'm asking, why is it that people can say what they want to say and not get any flack? Um, They don't want to talk about reparations. They don't want to talk about anything that uh, happened during slavery or whatever. Uh, I guess we just don't have the power 
right or the wherewithal right. to right. say hey this is going to happen because you said this mm-hmm. yeah a lot of those issues a lot of issues dealing with african-americans such as reparations always get sidestepped they do a lot of things in congress that address everyone else but we still don't have an anti-hanging uh, law out there to this day that's been on the books, so to speak, to be addressed. So, yeah, we get sidestepped a lot when it comes to things that are important to the African-American community. We don't seem to have the power, in which we don't have it harnessed. We have it because, like you said earlier, we are the, we spend, as we know, our money comes in our community and is gone within, I think it's down to minutes now. Whereas other communities, it can wrap around that community multiple times, days, even weeks before it's pushed out into another community. Our, our money is gone immediately, spent in somebody else's co- billions of dollars, being the largest group of people to spend money with the with the widest gap going in terms of income, we still spend the most money yeah. in other people's communities. Hair, beauty, anything. Yes, uh. right. And so they understand that we haven't quite learned how to fix that algorithm <laughs> like we've done other things and figure out we need to keep our, although there was a push during the pandemic with everybody by Black and different things like that. I do think Wakanda forever Woman King, all those things have sparked up different conversations. I see it a little bit more now on the internet where people are, you know, even in the chats, they'll just say buy black, which that wasn't happening, I'd say 15 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. It wasn't something that I would see every other post, you know, and I look in the comments, I see more buy black. I see a lot more channels that I say buy black. But it's it's still a billion plus dollars of us not buying black. We're still exporting our money out into other communities in, in record time. We haven't even mastered just keeping our money in our community for the day, two days. At all. At, um, the, at yeah. all. At right. all. Right. And it's crazy so, because yeah. they're saying that if you assimilate uh, how things will improve, in other words, if you think like me, things going to be so much better for you. You'll have better security. Um, you're going to have better jobs for you and more jobs. We're going to offer protection, improve your overall health, and uh, improve your perinatal health. I mean, who comes up with this stuff? Why, why isn't that already something that they should be doing? Why I got to think like you? And, and do what you do and do what you say in order to get what the inalienable rights that were put forth in the Constitution. Stop. You know, doggone well, they weren't talking about you. <laughs> they were not talking about They were not talking about Well, us. I know doggone well they passed some laws that would it that did include us and me. And now they're trying to reverse everything. Mm-hmm. That part two. Yeah. And we'll sit back it, and let it the, happen because of things of like the, this, because we cannot have an opinion. Right. It's the attitude of the oppressor. Things are being viewed through a Eurocentric uh, mindset, my, framework. That's all. They think that they, regardless of any evidence that demonstrates that they did not invent this, that they did not contribute to that, they still think that it is 
you know, the European framework that is the one that should be dominant. I think I could put a period on that, like that. That's it. And that's what I'm saying. Most of us have gotten to the point where we was like, okay, well, I agree with that. I'm gonna act like them. Well, we're, I think when not, people when they even... when when they get when they feel when they get content with the idea, so a lot of people are content with the idea of, well, I have a job. There was a sad, sad, sad video I watched the other day on Instagram where this young lady and her mom were in this Asian hair supply store. And I guess they weren't from the area. They were down south visiting whoever, doing whatever, but they weren't from the area. They went into this place and the couple, the elderly, older Asian couple accused the mom of stealing, I think something like a 50 cent a dollar hairnet. And the police were called. They wouldn't allow her to leave the store. They kind of blocked her in physically, you know, put themselves in front of the door so she couldn't exit. And the part that was just so sad was the lady began crying. Like, why are you treating me this way? I, I've told you I didn't have it. They they checked her or she emptied her pockets or showed her pockets. Like, I, I can't have this thing. I, I, why would I steal this? But she kept going on and she worked herself into a frenzy. And she said, I was one of your good slaves. It was wow. just so sad and heart-wrenching. She's crying. I was one of your good slaves. Wow. And, 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 and it was just, it was just like, she's like, I do everything right. I go to school. I went to school. I work. And then she just ultimately finished it. I was one of your good slaves. Wow. So, so, so people tend to, you know, think if they're assimilated into the society, you know, that they're born into or whatever, they're assimilated, that they should, they've earned the right to respect and not to be treated in a way that is, it was clearly demeaning and embarrassing to her. But for some reason, she still, you know, she took it there and said, I was one of your good slaves. And it's sad that you have to think yeah. about stuff like that because, you know, they, they, they think of us as foreigners or we came over here. They forgot that they the one that brought us. Um, and then the other people come over and yes, they, they know how to handle the dollar. And they know how to all stay in one house, maybe. And um, one by one, each of them come up and then they bring a whole nother crew. You know, uh, they have the market on all the things that we like. And they know we're going to come in there. They know we're going to do the nails. They know we're going to do the hair. They know we're going to do the makeup. They know we're going to do the butt lifts and all the other kind of stuff that's out there. And the sad part about it is they really don't appreciate what we do. And, and no matter how much we get in mm -hmm. arguments, how much we do, it all boils down to you are still nothing beneath them. Mm -hmm. You you are still at the bottom of the heap. It don't, mm -hmm. and you can have all the money in the world sooner or later. They're going to show you, regardless of how much money you got, how much fame, how much notoriety, you still are a Negro. We're going to go to mm. commercial and we're going to come back. We can come back. We're going to talk about adaptation and accommodation. Sad, sad.
Get in where you fit in. Florida, um, Tori, uh, thank you for providing that commercial for us. Um, well, if you're just joining us, we were talking about assimilation, getting in where you fit in, and why we feel the need to just go along with everything that, even though we know deep down in our heart of hearts that it's not a good idea, we just say, well, it ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just gonna go with the flow. I'm just, I just, I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to make it from day to day. You know, it's like I don't know if we become disgruntled. I don't know if we just say, "Well, I don't made it. It's up to everybody else to make it." Uh, I, I don't got my piece of the pie. So, um, it's it's crazy out here. Uh, welcome, Mitchell. Thank you for joining us. Um, so, Andrea, with the People assimilating and you're saying, okay, well, they got the money, they got the, 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 all the supposed knowledge. And if you don't do what I say do, then uh, we're going to take this, that, or the other from you. How can that be fair? How can I not have an idea? How can I not have a thought? How can I not? say, you know, I look at something in a different way. That's not fair. Without being prejudiced <laughs> or being, um, yeah. being against whatever. Why can't I just say, well, I don't feel that way. Right. It's not fair, but I mean, the way it's set up is he works for an organization. So who set it up? He works for, he, he wanted to, he accepted employment with an organization. The organization didn't agree with what he said or did. They have the power. His money doesn't break them. His appearance doesn't break them. If he's not there, they're so follow the money as we always do. If he was someone that, I don't know, Michael Jordan, no one would go to the games anymore for those five uh, suspension games. If he shut it down because he's not there, then I bet you it would probably only be a one suspension game. Right. Yeah. So follow the money. So he, it doesn't matter. He signed up. He agreed. I'm going to work for you. I can. So they can say these are the rules that go along with your employment. You can't say this. If we feel offended, then we'll do this to you. We'll suspend you. And that's what happened. Where we need to be is, I think, ah, what's his name? Damon Dash, maybe Jay-Z and all those folks were like, let's create a, I one of them said, somebody said, let's create our, create our own version of, well, he, he said, I don't even want to do our version of NBA. I think he was talking about the NFL, but he said, mm -hmm. I don't even want to do the NFL. I want to do our own, whatever would be, you know, similar to an NFL. 
um, so that we can make our own decisions about things. I think that's the, that's the bottom line is what will have to happen. We have to own something in order to make the rules and okay, we can say what we want to say. I get it. I get that. But because I work for you, I have to think like you? Well, no, you can say what you want to say. I'm just telling you there are consequences and repercussions. If I said something that it didn't offend the right owner or, you know, the owner that felt some type of way about it, then it would just go on. But whoever it was, the platform he used, whoever it reached, someone felt the way they have the power to say something about it. And they did because we all know he's not the first person to make whatever comment he made or even if it was in the documentary, but I'm just saying he's not the first. We all know that. But whatever they said didn't reach the ears of whoever needed to hear it that could press the button and say suspended. Okay. Yeah. That was that's his employer. And yeah, I guess Nike, if Nike gave him a shoe deal or or whatever, they can pull out as well. But I I just don't get how you've gone from beating me um, with with shackling me and beating me, um, and now you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Technically, you are still got me on the whipping post and say if it, I'm going to beat you into shape, and you're gonna think just like me. You're not gonna say this. You're not gonna do that. All you out here to do is to play basketball. That's this pretty is your much cotton. The you former, pick this cotton. That's pick pretty and much what the former, what the former president said. He told who Colin Kaepernick to sit down and play ball, or whatever he said, just just play yeah. ball, or or LeBron James. One of them he told just play ball. Yeah, just play ball. Yeah. You, you're not supposed to have an opinion. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. It's just, it is simple. To me, it's simple. That's the European framework in which they're working. I have the money, the means, the ability to shut you down if I don't like what you say. That's it. But does the money not come from fans who are coming around paying to see these people? Well, that, that's why I said Less Colin Kaepernick, I know nothing about sports, but from what I understand, he wasn't the Michael Jordan of football. So I think if it was a Michael Jordan of football that did what he did, the conversation would have been a little bit different because I'm guessing people wouldn't have gone to the NFL games in droves or they, they, they were going in droves to see Michael Jordan in football, but not Colin Kaepernick. He wasn't that vital to the team in terms of money. He wasn't putting the kibosh on people coming in. But if they all of a sudden saw their stands being empty, I bet you it would have been, a, you know, well, maybe he could take a knee, you know, something. Follow the money. This, That's it. I, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe I'm just simple minded. I don't get it. No, I think you get it. I think you don't want it to be that it is that unfortunate that that is that continues to be the world that we live in there are a lot of things that we have seen and we have collectively as a society accepted the fact that these kids in college these young men in particular were you know 
bringing out those colleges in millions of dollars and some of them couldn't even save themselves at night you know and it was illegal for them to accept ten dollars from somebody because then they could you know get but the people but the colleges were making money off of millions millions and and now we have female basketball female the nwa um, players the male mascot for the nba makes more than the top player for the female uh basketball player the mascot they pay mascots yeah yeah, this mascot was making, I think I read that he was earning $600,000 a year. Just to stand there with a suit the on? The mascot. Yes, I mean, it was, it was a whatever, a monkey, I mean, not a monkey, a mouse or whatever he was, a bunny, something. Yes, a mascot. Makes more than the NBA players, the female NBA players. And WNBA. NWA. Yeah. WNBA. NWA. Mm-hmm. WNBA. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. NWA. You got yeah. to get. You trying to get me kicked off Zoom? <laughs> about ratings. You know who's going to watch? I just got here. Our ratings drop. Uh, but and, we still have a number terrible. one show on Zoom. <laughs> That's coming from me. And number two with a bullet is Cougar Chronicles. So you know, I'm still mm-hmm. in running. You know, I, I haven't said it thing yet or they haven't seen it uh where they're gonna come it, and cancel culture me but it, it, I, I say, is, how you gonna cancel somebody nobody knows so anyway so what's that is here in connecticut you know the yukon huskies the number mm-hmm. one uh basketball team for many years in mm-hmm. a row won several championships in a row and quite honestly Everyone was going to see the female basketball team. Everyone was going to see the basketball. When they would say, I'm going to UConn to see a game, you could assume that it was going to be the women. Um, And yet, some of these players who get finally, you know, when they finish their career at UConn, they go, they move into positions with the WNBA and still make you know, minimal money. And they probably make as much as the, the lowest paid uh, NWNBA, excuse me, player. The lowest yeah. paid. And most yeah. of them have to supplement their exactly. income by going to play overseas. Yes. In the offseason. Exactly. Exactly. You know? But I don't know. Um, let's talk about accommodation. Uh, when uh, you get people to thinking the way we used to do things is outdated. We need, you need to step into the future. You got to be uh, like, uh, say uh, I had a team and we used to, uh, just like comedy, uh, okay. Now it ain't about being funny. As long as you can put a video up and you got a lot of followers, you know, now you're being very accommodating. You know, uh, uh, okay, I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta go try to write no jokes. All I got to do is do a skit and put it up and get a lot of people to like it. Then I'm gonna get booked and I'm gonna make all the money and now I'm a comedian. Anybody agree? Disagree? Andrea, you lit up. 
Yeah, I agree. But it's it's so yeah, it's so crazy that we have to do these things. And and why do we have to fit in somewhere to live a normal life? Because it's gotta be abnormal to know that unless I speak like this person, unless I go in the store and act like this, or unless I go wherever I got to go and be, you know, uh, and I mean, we it's even gotten to the point where you can have money, you can be somebody, or you think you somebody. It's like they're always going to put you in your place and make you think that you just do not fit in. Yeah, I don't think that that's exclusive to African Americans, though. I think that happens all around the globe. African Americans are the only ones I'm concerned about. Yeah, but I think I'm just saying social social cult- cultures. Social there's always a cue. There's a cue. There's always somebody that is always, you know, the last to arrive that people, you know, try to make feel a certain way about who they are, why they are arriving, the way they are, and all those types of things. So I just think that the way people we have responded as a community, um, it just hasn't been as solid as saying the Jewish community in terms of really establishing our boundaries, barriers, what you can and cannot say about us and what we'll do in response to when you do something like that. I don't think that we've established ourselves like that. So how do we, how do, what do we, how do we get in to pity? What do we have to do? Just, uh, just, do whatever the, the, the mass of people say. If enough people say it's, that this is okay, we have to go along with it because the I majority says so. Those were the, com- those were the conversations when we were doing um, Malcolm and, and Dr. King in terms of saying, do we try to integrate into the school system that we know, you know isn't gonna really teach our kids, isn't for our kids, so do we integrate or do we create our own? But these conversations have been going on for quite some time in terms of do, do we go along? I, I don't necessarily think that we have to. I think what happens is there are people that, quote, go along and they feel like, okay, well, I've made it. And so why can't you? I've made it. And let's stop harping on the past. You know, I'm not down. I think was it was it was that when we used to have different guests on the show, they always they never wanted to hear about, about slavery and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think they just wanted to move on. It could be very traumatizing to think about why we are the way we are, especially if you still see a lot of remnants of that behavior up close. You know, some people aren't that far removed from generations just ahead of them who who they saw being abused and mistreated and met grown men still being called boy et cetera et cetera well so that might be uh why they're moving toward the things that they're doing now because maybe uh-huh. their the their grandchildren and great grandchildren are asking the questions hey y'all used to treat people like this for real mm-hmm what did they do 
Mm-hmm. And y'all could just go in their house and just drag them out and hang them from a tree. And y'all could do this and can do that. It's hard to answer those kind of questions because kids don't know when to stop. Mm-hmm. That's why they want to do the CRT thing. Right, right, right. They they don't don't so but the, the, the sad part about it is you're taking you taking it out of the schools. You're not talking about it. You're not doing anything. Doesn't make it go away. Right. Because those kids are going to find out about it. And they have gotten to the point where uh, the color of somebody's skin does not affect them. Mm-hmm. What that, what affects them is what y'all doing with the stuff I think uh, we we are privy to. We are entitled to this and ain't nobody going to take it away. We'll come together. Y'all, y'all, I don't know what kind of craziness y'all had going on, but we ain't fixing to go for it. We'll shut this country down. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and two, the fact that I think uh, they are becoming a minority. Who's I think it, it, it has a lot to do with the abortion issue because ain't too many black women having abortions. That's a come up. You get you get checks, you get wick, you get um, oh. child support. Mm. So I, I just I don't get why we feel like, okay, we yeah yeah well they shouldn't have done that yeah yeah well, you know why does it have to be something horrific that opens our eyes and we come together and say oh this was wrong. Well, the mass of us, a lot of us are still asking the question, well, what was he doing there? Well, I got to hear the wrong, I got to hear the whole story, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I think one distinction, clear distinction with the African American community is how we arrived here. Everyone else came by choice. Mm-hmm. We didn't. And so being that we didn't come, so the Jewish community actually put into place tools ideas remembrances to say remember when this happened to our community this is how we were this is what we did to i mean they celebrate the with the seven uh candles like everything tells a story about their history when we came here we were made to try and erase all of our history it was an all-in-out war against anything that represented where you came from and you were made to assimilate like beaten into assimilation and so I think that part of the remnants of that trauma still lingers in a lot of our communities and we are staggered that's what I always feel like we're staggered in where we are in our understanding of what we need to do collectively some people are just over it I don't want to hear anything about slavery because I got mine and some people are like look I still see it. I can see because my grandmother, she still tries to whip you from the tree. You know, you can still see it's still close to them. So we're staggered in where we are more so than any other group. And I think that stems from how we arrived here and how we were treated. Whereas, again, other groups were they came willingly and they came Mm -hmm. with a different purpose and point and what they were meant to accomplish while they're here. To achieve the American dream. But it seems like yeah. every time we would try to achieve, it's too. It, it, it's like it's a limit on how many they l- allow to go through that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you know, and while they were so busy um, doing all they can to 
other members of the black community, black women was like tapping on that ceiling and, and, and going through, you know, mm. um, it, it's just so crazy. Uh, so Howard Zinn has a book, Howard Zinn, um, has a book that talks about why racism started that really kind of, um, I think it's called We the People or something like that, that really talks about why racism started and the purpose of it in order, like you, the white people who were doing, the Europeans who were doing what they were doing to the African-American people who they enslaved could only do it if it was pointed out that these people of a different uh, skin color were less than you, right? So we mm -hmm. all know that they just use that as a way to think about how they can inflict the things that they did onto enslaved people. And I think that um, they still need it. They still need it now in order to keep themselves in the position as to why they continue to have the institutional racism that they have. Why don't you have you know, executives that are African-American. Why don't you have, you know, on and on and on. Why don't you have these things? All and why are we having a problem now? You know, the midterms are coming up. Uh, uh, we got to vote November 8th. In uh, mm. about well, how many days is that? Two, two days? And why are yeah, we having so much trouble at the polls? Why, why is it so important that they try to prove that uh, we're not that we're the only people in the world that's not voting correctly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we why so why things. do they have Herschel Walker out there? Why are they using him as a candidate? Why are they using because him as a candidate? they can because clearly he's, a he's not. Yes, clearly he's not an otherwise adequate uh, candidate. He's just not, and they know this. So they continue to use ploys in order to maintain the status quo as, it, as they believe it through the European framework, that we are the ones that need to make, because I tell you, quite honestly, I feel like they are afraid that if Black people were to collectively all, all of a sudden come to our senses and be on one accord, that they think that we would do to them what they've done to us. Yes, that's, that is mm -hmm. their fear. That's their biggest mm -hmm. fear, that they are, have become the minority, and we, but we're not, we're not made from that cloth. Hence the Roe v. Wade overturning. Yeah. They want to make sure, and Hansmaid's tail is not, not far off. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, to keep, because we have, we have been birthing, having lower birth rates than ever before. And they want to ensure that there are, there's a race of people that will continue on. Wow. Um, what's the time check? I, I cannot see what time. I, this is the first time I've been on my phone doing this. No, 8 10. Normally, 8 10. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll probably take it to 8 30. Um, so um, let's talk about adaptation. Um, uh, according to Wikipedia, Google, or whatever, when you uh, adapt to something, um, New ideas fit the present thought process. Whatever you, whatever you're used to doing, and you you get people, you, and people have been doing it all along. 
they automatically just go along with it. We've already been, we already adapted to working uh, in uh, uh, in like a factory or whatever, or we working in an office and whatever, because now you know you ain't, you really can't force people to go work in the fields. You really can't force people, even though that we do have um, indentured servants, so we do have people who are working on farms and doing whatever, but that's a choice. Nobody's forcing them to do it. So if if we are adapting to the thoughts of the day is, oh, we gotta do this, we gotta vote, we gotta do this, we got, there's so many different things. Jeannie Sherry, thank you for joining us. She's connecting to audio. One of my good friends from out of Roosevelt, New York. How are you doing, Jeannie? Unmute yourself. You're muted. Unmute yourself. Okay, somebody here I am. Yeah. How are you, Jeannie? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Thank you for coming on. We are talking about getting in where we fit in, uh, assimilating. Have we started thinking like everybody else and not having a mind of our own? Are we doing Pied Piper work? Right. Follow the leader. What are your thoughts on that? And then after that, I'm going to introduce you to all the other people of the panel. This is your first time being here. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> it's my first time. Meanwhile, I'm supposed to be doing um, homework for myself. But um... me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all felt it but, was important to come on and talk about this. So. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like, uh, you know, a couple of things that um, was said as I was trying to get on, I could hear bits and pieces. Um, but um, in terms of, uh, well, what I'm going to say is, I'm not going to say exactly what school, but um, not so a couple of years ago. Um, for those who don't know me, um, I'm an educator. And um, at this particular time, I was actually subbing. And I had someone a couple of years ago. I had a, 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 a young man who was not of the same complexion I am. Uh, who was being disobedient. And you know how kids are when they have substitute teachers, you know, uh, for whatever reason, he did not want to take any direction from me. Um, and I simply was just trying to read an article to them that the teacher had left. Um, so he said, can I say it? Can I say it? So one boy said, don't say it get somewhere and sit down. So I said, well, you know, let him talk. He wants to speak. And so he said, um, I can read. He said, it says right here, you're a jigaboo. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because, so what happened was uh, when I was trying to log on, I heard you talk about what's being, um, what's not being taught um, in the schools anymore. Um, I think what's being taught at home 
far exceeds what is being taught in the schools. And that's why they're trying to turn it back saying, okay, we can't talk about slavery. I mean, nobody is saying they wanted to hear about slavery. That these are all the decisions they don't want. I think they don't just don't want people to know what kind of a people they were. And don't, and when um, back when uh, the Republicans party landed with, uh, uh, we won't say any names. We'll just say that it was a, a reality uh, star. He woke up. Uh, a sleeping bear because mm. the people who were prejudiced before and had somehow um, you know kept it at bay he gave them the, the the hope and the strength to bring all that out and so everything started changing everything was about okay uh, this did they they started with the faith over fear and all this kind of stuff like that. I mean, what did you have to fear? All we wanted to do was live the, our lives the way we were supposed to be living, uh, have the same American dream. But there was something about the fact that people um, realizing you used to do this, you can't do it anymore. So what do they do? They put laws in place. They try to put people in place and they turn us against each other. And it works every time. They, they can say whatever they want to say, uh, uh, words that you, you, uh, you can't imagine that people should be able to say. But the average person cannot. So I think a lot of us have decided that we are going to get in where we fit in and oh well they're not as long as they don't come mess with me and my family so what happens when they do come messing with you and your family if you can't stand up for yourself now how are you going to stand up for yourself then when they put the right people in office that will try to enact things like I, i'm totally against this uh, oh anybody can in georgia and anybody can go get a gun you know, now hmm. everybody's walking around with in Walmart with a gun, and and it's a different strut. Because now I'm the big boy on, on on campus and whatever, you know. But it's just scary because, for one, with a lot of us, a lot of us can get a gun. We just don't know how to shoot. Well, they are taking well. their kids to um, the uh, shooting range. They're taking taking them in the backyard, doing target practice, doing whatever. We just got to, we go get a gun and just start shooting. Don't know nothing about aim, don't know nothing about breathing, don't know nothing about nothing. Now we well, know pull the trigger. Well, that's on us because we can learn. We're capable of learning. I, I'm not and saying that we can't, but are we doing it? All we're doing is just getting well, a weapon I to prove yes we can because my, I say yes because my niece's uncle has a a class that teaches it, and one one of which I took. But and they are listen, smart. But how many right, people I, doing it down this way? But but I think it's the larger picture is it is a systematic programming that you're really talking about. If you think about it in the music, we are the only group of people where it's allowed to t to use the N word or any other de derogatory wor word and get paid towards for us it. and get paid for it in the music, right? So which other group allows that? That's what I'm talking about. There are other groups that, that you just wouldn't dare. 
And we have normalized the idea that it's okay to talk about women, particularly black women, in a way that's offensive. I don't we have I normalized don't a lot of things. Exactly. People have decided, okay, it's okay. Right. right. And we and 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 we see our brethren taking the money and sitting up in videos and saying it proudly and loudly and disrespecting our women, our women. They're disrespecting us and they feel no ways about it because they can also do that money dash thing where they're shooting off the money. And that's but it's not it's not only that. Look at all the men who have decided they want to they want to get on all the different social platforms and uh, all of uh, it disrespect be, us. Uh, be a black woman and dress up. Oh, 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 that's another yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot there, yeah, yeah. But all of that, I, 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 if people when people say that there are people sitting around and have made these plans and this is a decision, this is intentional, I believe it. I don't yeah. believe that it they, is, intentional. is all very they, intentional. They, yeah. uh, because they're still, I don't care how much we think we have achieved the American dream. They're only going to allow you in so many um, suburban areas. You know, um, you might get into this one right here. You might be, it might not be but about five houses out there. And then you're blessed enough to get out there. But there are some areas they are definitely, and you're probably paying four times what the other people are paying for the same house. Well, Chris Rock had a joke. He had a bit where he said in his community, his neighbor is, is a dentist and he has another one that's a, I don't know what he said, architect. And he has another one that's like a, a carpenter or something. He said, I'm here. I've been labeled as one of the best comedians. I have to be that in order to be where just a regular doctor, you know, just a regular carpenter, mm -hmm. regular whatever has to live, that, that get to live. Yeah. So he it's, just it's, can't be just a, a comedian. He can't He's just be a be comedian. Yeah, he got to yeah. be the, yeah. Wow. To live where they live amongst the regular doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, he, it's, I think it's, he said Jay Z was in that. He said Jay Z, who's arguably the best MC. You know, all all he said Mary, one of the best female vocalists. Like every, all of them had to be those people in order to live there. Yeah. Hmm. And it's crazy that they're trying to just turn turn back the hands of time on everything. And I think we we have become so complacent that we are helping them helping them to, to let it happen you go out and you talk to people about voting it was like well why should i vote my vote don't count why should i vote they're gonna yeah. do what they want to do anyway yeah that's what that's the way they want you to think and, yeah. and it's so hard i wish and i've said this plenty of times that i had paid more attention when I was in school and in college to how the government works than to just go to the polls and go Democrat, 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 and think that was going to get it. Um, I didn't realize like I do now 
You need to know all the local uh, people. Uh, right. All, uh, I don't know the, who the sheriff is. I don't know who the mayor is. I don't know what his, what, what his thoughts are. I don't know his affiliation. All I know is he the mayor. And that's my own fault because I did not take the time because I guess I assimilated. Okay, whatever the mass of people doing, you know, I'm, as long as they ain't bothering me, I'm just going to sit here and do whatever. Maybe we don't think until it happens in our yards. You know, and, and I think if, if with so much happening, you know, and so many it seems like they change a the rule every day. And, you know, the laws they put in place, when it applies to them, they'll change it. So it don't apply to them anymore. And they right. get to they do whatever the they want to do. They move the goal line all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're good at that. I mean, I don't know. I'm beginning to think Trump is coming San Diego. Can't nobody catch him. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy. What? Excuse mm -hmm. me. There's some men in black at the door. Knock it up. I, I didn't say. <laughs> that ain't funny. It might happen for real. I, I, I just faint. Y'all know I'm a punk. I talk a lot of trash, but I am a punk. I tell. I, I talk like I got on tight shoes. I tell stuff I ain't even got to do with the government. <laughs> like I got on tight shoes. Yeah. yeah I sure will. It's crazy how we got to be here. But okay, so we talked about all the things they say if we assimilate, if we start acting like everybody else, like we start thinking like everybody else thinks, that it will improve security. Do y'all agree or disagree with that? I mean, how does that improve security? Okay, you think like us, we're going to make sure you don't get shot. We're going to make sure nobody uh, robs your house. We're going to make sure that... We treat you better than we treat anybody else that don't go along with it. And Jasmine's Is that what blues, they're saying? There, there, there's a character in Jasmine's Blues. There's a character where the mom, the mom, she pays the local sheriff every time she has her juke joint up and running. So she owns a juke joint. So she was kind of a, you know, a pillar in the community, if you will. She owned her own thing, but she had to pay off security in yeah. order to not that yeah so he can provide think, protection really, yeah, that kind of thing still goes on mm -hmm. today you yeah. know in order for them not to mess with you in order for them not to uh you know you gotta I mean, take care of them yeah and it's crazy because they're breaking the law but they you got to pay them to stop somebody else from breaking the law who made those kind of rules so i and how can, how, I want to know how that improves security because now, okay, we're going to, we're going to make sure you slide through, but we got to take into consideration there's a, there's, there's a price to pay for that security. Even if it's something as simple as your integrity. But in our mind, uh, what's, what's the, what's the lesser uh, seeing getting in where we fitting in or trying to do our own security trying to make sure nobody's going to come around here and do this that or the other yeah I suppose she felt like in particular that 
you know, I'm one of few, the few black members of this community that own my own thing and people feel comfortable coming to this spot. If I no longer have this spot up and running, what are we going to do as community? Because this is also where we do our our own community barbershop talking and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So let me just pay him off so that we can continue to have that. Wow. Okay, what about the second step? Do you think that it cre creates employment? Y'all do what we tell y'all to do, y'all gonna have a job. Y'all don't do what we tell you to do, guess what? We taking social security, we taking benefits, we ain't going to let y'all do this. We ain't going to let y'all do that. So why isn't it when we assimilate and we try to get in where we fit in, are we losing our losing ourselves and losing not only losing our rights, we're losing ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's why. Because now I got to agree with what you created. say just to hold on to something that right. is due to me anyway. That right. is rightfully that's mine. How can you take Social Security when people have been paying into it all their lives by working? Barbara, you keep talking like all these programs were intended to reach you. I mean, I think that we are, I think it reaches us by a byproduct. I don't think when they were sitting there creating and drafting, FDR was sitting there creating and drafting, and he thought like, oh yeah, this would be good for the African-Americans. No, because you still had things like the redlining and et cetera, et cetera. We weren't. Well, you still we were have redlining. Oh, right. We were always good. Right. And we were going to always be working for somebody else and getting pennies on the dollar. So it was not meant for you to benefit to the same degree as, as, as who they intended to. But, but I, I say that I, I started to say that that is why you have those communities like uh, Rosewood and the community in Tulsa and et cetera, all the, the one that's on Descendants now, Africanas, I forgot what they named it. All those different communities were developed because people have the same mindset as you. They're like, we can yeah, do our own. Look what happened to every one of those places. Right, but that doesn't mean that people didn't have that same mindset. They understood economics. They understood integrity. They understood doing for yourself and that people aren't their intentions aren't to make sure that you're on the come up that's not what the intention is of all these different programs so let's create our own now mm -hmm. I, I i would never say let's not do it again because of what happened in the past in fact you know there's a large population of people who are becoming expats expatriates and moving abroad to different places where they can um, engage in and things and not have that same feeling of if I do well somebody's gonna come and take it away from me if I do well my vote still won't count all you know I don't have to consider myself one of the good slaves in order to to get along to get ahead okay okay when we uh, one of the things that that bothered me um when they were trying to talk to people about going to vote and I know importance of not letting you know, certain people get in office. Uh, one of the, the, the things that bothered me, and it still does, is the fact that a lot of Black men between the ages, I think the age was like 35 to like 50, 55, something like that, refused to said, and, and most of them supposedly were clergy. 
refused to vote for Stacey Abrams because she's a woman. And they don't want to take uh, orders from a woman. And that was very baffling to me because I'm like, okay, so you would rather take orders from somebody mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. has doesn't have your best in my right. opinion right. than to give a, a mm -hmm. black woman a chance. I, I don't mm -hmm. I don't get that kind of mentality. And that's what I started thinking about how people assimilate and they get a little bit. Uh, they get a little bit of notoriety. They get a little bit of money, and all of a sudden, they think that they have they they're the cream that has risen to the top. So ain't no can't no more cream come up. No, they've taken on characteristics of the oppressor. That's yes. what they've done. Assimilation, and, right? And so what I'm saying Getting is in where just, they think they fit in, right? So them not wanting to have a matriarch. Um, is something that because if you go back to Africa, as we know with Woman King, there are a lot of communities where the female was the matriarch of the of the, the nation. And so what they've done is they've taken on the characteristic of the oppressor. And just like I was thinking when you were say, talking about that, I said that's nothing but Harriet Tubman ism, what she had to deal with in terms mm -hmm. of people not understanding listen, you're better off, you know, even though you feel like you have this little plot of land in the shack, you're better off really being free in the North. And they can't wrap their brains around how they could benefit from doing something different. It's just, like you said, it's a mentality. It has nothing to do with facts. That's just, this is what we do from the South, we don't let no woman, you know, or whatever, wherever, wherever it is, we don't let anyone, a female tell us what to do. So disheartening, so yeah. very disheartening. They made that, they made that idea in their mind fixed when all it is is an idea that's flexible and that could really, the same breath, they could change it. But that's the kind of ideology that keeps us separated. And, and that's keeps what, us not on one accord. Downtrodden exactly. and, and, and mm -hmm. yeah. In a not point where we accord. can't rise. Where, mm -hmm. where I mean, it was just like I was so I used to get so angry. Well, I, I won't even say angry, I'd say disappointed when people would say, Oh, well, President Obama was not a good president because he didn't do nothing for the black. Well, he wasn't a president just for the blacks, he was a president for everybody. He never ran on the platform that I'm gonna, I'm gonna change things for black folks, mm -hmm. you know. And it's, I think sometimes we get in our feelings when we don't need to be in our feelings, because we thinking we put too much pressure on so many different people. Good afternoon, Miss B. How are you? Mm -hmm. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. People Good want, want me to darling. be muted all the time in life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We were talking about assimilation, trying to get in where we fit in. And I want to ask uh, everybody on the panel, uh, you, you, can, you can reply or you don't have to reply. Have you ever had a, a, a time in your life 
uh, when you thought rationally, so we won't even think about, oh, well, maybe we can go back as far as teen, our teen years, or our, our younger years, where you felt, even though you knew you your your rational mind told you, you know, I I shouldn't be doing this. When you had, when you went against your rational mind and assimilated, you you got in just to fit in. Miss Barbara, before we go there, I was thinking about what you and Andrew are just talking about and um, saying that, what about that whole saying that says the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world? How did the mentality of being against women happen to grow up if, that, if there is any truth in that at all? Mm. That's a good question. But when you really think about it, um, it was really the black woman that was in the kitchen that ran the plantation. Because she so made sure everything was functioning. So I, I don't know. I don't know if there was a jealousy thing, if there was, uh, I, I, I really. Yeah, yes. less her owning the place. She still what she was. She still was who she was. They could know good and God darn well that if it wasn't for her being there to nurse, to help, you know, allocate who goes, who does what, what function these people have. If she wasn't there, they'd fall. They know that. They understood it. But she still didn't own it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as, a, as a sidebar, um, they're finally going to uh, uh, give some kind of recognition to Aunt Jemima. What was her name? It's Lucy Green, the original Aunt Jemima for uh, coming up with the, the concept for the pancake and mm -hmm. whatever. Sure. I read mm -hmm. that today. I think that was mm -hmm. her name, Lucy Green. Can anybody Google that real quick? And so I won't be putting out false stuff. And people say, Bob Carla said. But wasn't that there was also a situation where they were, weren't they supposed to? Wasn't it? Um, I'm going to get off of this one. But um, was, was it Harriet Tubman that was supposed to have uh, some coinage or something? Yeah, she was supposed to be on a $20 bill. Right. But then I think recently with, um, I think it was with, um, rather than the paper currency with another coin that um, people from Viet, some person from yeah. Vietnam or an Asian country was recognized. And that came into being way before, uh, you know, we're still talking about uh, Harriet Tubman and, and the $20 bill or any bill. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, um. Hurricane Andrew, if you can't put us on no money, at least put us on a WIC voucher or <laughs> a food stamp. You know, that's crazy. But um, but that would just be us, you know, being the, the fault as usual. Yeah. Yeah. So I go back to my question. And, and after we all go through this, then I think we're going to wrap it up. Um. Have you ever decided, hey, I got to do whatever I got to do to make this happen? Have you just got in just to fit in? Have you, you even though you knew it was against your better judgment, did you say, okay, I'm going to go along with the mass of people and just, just so, just to keep down uh, uh, any kind of craziness. I'm just going to go do what I got to do. 
Or did you have a long talk with yourself and say, this goes against my principles, this goes against uh, God, this goes against uh, anything that's right. And I don't mean just basically following the leader or being influenced by your friend. Did you ever think in your mind, knowing something wasn't right, but you went along with it anyway? I guess nothing really real deep or political. Cause at first I was like, yeah, I can't do it. Nothing for anything deep. But I think for a long time when I went along with, um, with having my hair permed because that was the thing that was acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, until I got to the place where I was like, well, why one, one, my hairdresser left me, she left me. So, okay. <laughs> but then, you know, I started to think, you know, the, the processes that it takes in order for our hair to, to do the things that it does. And so why would I want to break my hair down in order to, to you know, to have that? And then that's considered uh, beautiful to be less of me. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, at, at a certain point, um, I want to say in my 20s, at that point, I said, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. But with anything larger than that and not making hair a political statement, everybody, you know, it, it is what it is. But especially um, at the workplace, I, I don't get it. What does my hair have got to do with my job performance? Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's a distraction and not in terms of us being a distraction, but I think it's a distraction, another way of not dealing with equality for for us and our qualifications as far as our jobs are concerned, because we know for for the most part, um, whether it's it, people of color, when they leave a job, you have to find at least two people to fill that job because we've been doing more mm -hmm. than that. Um, so it, I think it's just a distraction as far as that's concerned. It's nonsense. It's foolishness. Um, but, um, as far as things now, I think you look at, um, even like with the, the, the new generation, um, where wealth at whatever cost is okay. You know, if I have to degrade myself, degrade somebody else, you know, drag somebody's name through the mud, whether it's true or not, if I'm getting paid, um, that's the mentality that's out there. I can't do that. I got to sleep at night, one, you know, and I answer to God and just, you don't want to end up having to find some other type of habit in order to, to soothe your inner self that knows what you're doing is absolutely wrong, you know? Yeah. So yeah, no, you I gotta go to sleep at night. Yeah, you know I, I can't. Mm -mm. I like sleep. Well, you know what? The one thing I want to question, and we, since we do have uh, some mostly women on here, uh, black women have always uh, been, uh, you know, stigmatized. Uh, I don't even want to say stigmatized. Have been, you know, uh, have had big behinds. They already had nice you know, big butts, whatever. Uh, I don't understand this trend of having to go and have your behind enlarged, have your, your bust bigger or whatever. Are, are we trying to, um, do we think that every woman has to look like she's going to be in a video or, or she got to twerk or she got to do this? When, when did we start assimilating that way, you know, when even our body image is not good enough for us. 
I think that correlates. I would be I would be interested in trying to research and see if it correlates with the impact of the epidemic of partnering for Black women. What do you um, mean partnering? To having mates, we are the oh. least coupled people on the planet. So I wonder. Well, if, that, that can't that can't be true because there are a lot of Black true. men who who are dating European women, and they don't have I, any but most of. Them. No, no, no. I'm saying so the black women are now uh-huh. going out to get these things because they are not partnered. So they oh, okay. are thinking okay. right. that would enhance them to get a partner. I'm I'm just curious I'm, because it is in record numbers along with the, it, the you know, the statistics that show, show that we are the least coupled people. And it's been an ongoing pand- epidemic. And the word is epidemic. Um, for no less than 10, probably 20 years. So I'm just curious as to, is that just what people think is a possible response? Is that something that they could use to, I'm going to find me a mate if I, you know, look a certain way. But they really say Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Oh. Back to Kanye's mom, all of the things. Yes. But I was, I was going to say for Andrea, just from you, from... Um, from your professional uh, standpoint, just looking at the psychology of that, you know, mm-hmm. the psychology of the United States of America, maybe it's all over the world, spend most of my time here. So I can't really speak about any other place where we are never enough. And I'm not just saying we, mm-hmm. as far as black women, I'm saying people. So in terms of marketing, in terms of everything, you know, uh, advertising, they have to disturb you into thinking that you're missing out on something. Absolutely. So in order to, and you know what I mean? And so at that mm-hmm. point, if you believe the game, then you mm-hmm. start buying into that. But and I also think- if you see it, so the, the economics of it is different. There, it, it co- it's more cost effective now these days, as opposed to early on where these things were done for thousands of dollars. You can get the botches for a third of that cost. And that's the problem that I have. Uh, The problem I have, we've got to do a better job. Like, I I don't know if you guys seen it. I don't know if it was a TikTok or whatever the case is where um, I don't know if she was a hairdresser, was an auntie who was doing hair, whatever, who was talking to a young child telling her how beautiful she is, just as you are. And we're not spending enough time um, telling people who, what their beauty and what their value is before the enhancements. You know, so when I walk out the door, I'm not looking for somebody. I'm not looking for Madison Avenue. I'm not looking for, um, you know, Joe Schmo down the street. I'm not looking for anybody to tell me what my worth and my beauty is because it's been given me at home. So we've mm-hmm. missed the mark as far as that. Has that has that ship sailed? No, but I think we have to deal in honesty with the issues that we do have and then get to work. Get to work. Yeah, I mean, it's always been on our minds that we got to have long hair. We got to have this. But it's so disheartening to see seventh, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders with hair down to their butt, lashes out to him. Their whole face is made up. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we used to look forward to that when it was prom time. And you got out and you got a dress, you got your hair done, you got a little bit of makeup. And it was like, oh, wow, 
Now they go to school like that every day. So when prom comes around, all you the only thing you can get excited about is what dress they got on. Because you're seeing the same person dressed to the nines every day. But the in- full face of makeup. Huh? Yeah. But I was gonna say, you know, and I, I didn't I was about to say something and I don't want to generalize, but oftentimes um, on the inside, they're still searching. So those are signs. Yeah. Like, just tell me that I'm beautiful, beautiful, you know, acknowledge me, those different types of things. Um, you know, even with like social medias, you're looking at what your value is based on the number of likes you have. Yeah. And the number of people who say that was right. good, what you did, and, or you look good or, oh, that's wonderful. You know? Yeah. As opposed to knowing that, you know, one, uh, that your opinion matters, your voice matters, and that your voice doesn't matter more or less because you have torn somebody else down, um, that your value is there. You're, you're here for a purpose. And so we, we'd like to hear you, but we want to hear you. We, we don't want to hear what, <clears throat> what the movie said that you need to say. The music has said you need to say, develop a, a mind, a, a thought for yourself rather than being, um, I don't know, rather than being influenced by the influencers. And so um, just watching um, 60 Minutes as I was on my way upstairs and they were talking about with, um, with TikTok in the United States, uh, it was developed by someone. I can't remember if it was in China, but or some other. It area. was in China. Yeah, yeah. China. Mm-hmm. That there's a completely different version that they have in their country that they don't allow our TikTok into their country. Their TikTok. Really? For, yep, they don't. Uh, for yeah, children, they're trying to um, get ours to go or the yep. TikTok to be taken down. Mm-hmm. So for, for theirs, they have for children, I believe, 14 years and younger, their educational opportunities, they can go in and learn how to do an experiment, all of these things that are enhancing to the brain and, and to the mind. And um, and then there's ours that um, uh, has, again, there's some there's there's some, you know, comedy, there's some entertainment, but that's completely it. And it's all about something you have people who like to say things that are incendiary, just getting people at each other and, but nothing to benefit the whole person. And um, one of the, the <clears throat> things that um, the, the guest on there had said is that when you look at our children nowadays and you ask them what they want to be, the first thing that comes out of their mind is that they want their mouth, they wanna be an influencer. Influencer. And what does that mean? You know, an influencer, um, somebody who really tells the truth about whatever industry or whatever they're working in, or somebody who's willing to sell, sell anything or sell out and And do anything to get get the likes. And that's exactly what it is. You get get no more than 30 seconds Mm -hmm. to show something. Yeah. What'd you say, Miss Cherry? Oh, I was just saying that the influencer is um, about selling merch. Mm-hmm. That's what they're concerned about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a couple of things that um, you, uh, that you had said before, um, especially about China and the TikTok. I know that when I was over there, um, everything was censored. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. They didn't, you know, they, they're very particular about what they allow Mm -hmm. um, the people that live there see. So Mm -hmm. when they saw me, 
my brown skin, it was like I was a superstar to them. They were coming over to me. They were, you know, standing next to me and someone is standing across on the other side, taking a picture Mm -hmm. of them behind Mm -hmm. me or next to me because they're trying to get, you know, an Mm -hmm. image of me. Photoshop, yeah. Yeah, because they don't, you know, when I turned on the television there, the newscasters, commercials, anything, every, everybody was Asian. Everybody was just all Chinese. So, um, so how did you, how did you navigate over there? How, I mean, did they treat you like you were an anomaly or did they treat you like you were like something to behold? What, what was the disconnect? If there was a disconnect? Uh, no, because pretty much I stayed in, um, I didn't really go to like the rural areas. I, I stayed inside mm-hmm. of Hangzhou. I stayed inside of uh, Beijing um, and um, also Shanghai. But of course I had a interpreter with me I really didn't have to, um, unless I was, went into the marketplace um, and I needed someone to speak for me then. Other than that, I really didn't, um, uh, I didn't have to really interact, right. Um, so again, when they saw me out in the public place, it was, I guess, in a general area. You know, it wasn't really. um, What was your purpose for going over there? Well, I went over there with the Honor Society for school. It was a a business excursion slash um, basically a trip to expose us to culturally um, to another um, country. Country. so the, the opportunity came, I, I could have stayed here in the United States, but I said, you know what, uh, when, am I, when, am, when will I ever be able to go to China like this again um, with, with going to all three different cities like that at one time? So, mm-hmm. um, so I went to um, Coca-Cola, I went to um, IBM, um, but it was really about exposure to a different aspect of business more. Than and I'm quite sure part. it was run differently than that things are run in the United States. I think when people from other countries, they abide. I mean, you might have crime, you might have, but it's nothing like it is over here where everybody mm. is it, all about the, the, the dollar or whatever. You know, it's now, like... now, 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 what? Right. So let me tell you this about the dollar. Now, I will say this. They are. And I don't because I know that like with black folks, we get a lot of flack for being uh, sometimes for being very materialistic or to think that, you know, all we are, we're just focused on material things. In Hangzhou, that particular city is a very young and trendy city. One of the uh, translators has said to me that uh, there was a, 
uh, one of the kids had sold like a body part in order to get like an iPhone. Mm. Stole a body part? No, no, no. Sold a body part in order to get an iPhone. So they have, you know, the the mall. I have to share some of these images with you one day. Please do. Yeah, from the mall. I mean, the Rolls Royce dealership, the, you know, the real high-end cars, the, uh, uh, all the stores, Prada, Gucci, I mean, this mall. And the, and the, they're fascinated um, with that stuff. They really are. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of times people want to do business with China, but, you know, you need to make sure that if you have it patent here in the United States, you need to have it patent there too, because they don't, they don't have a problem with copying or making a replica of anything. Yeah, I, I was talking to Sound Exchange, uh, who monitors uh, um, entertainers when, you know, they keep up with who's using our stuff and whatever. And when I was having the problem with people on TikTok and doing the jokes and getting all the accolades and getting all the mm-hmm. likes and whatever, I was told because it was coming out of China, there was nothing they could do about it. Right. Um, so um, they, they didn't. They didn't have to play by the same rules. Right. That, but I know. just wanted to say- one That's one not entirely true. To... There's international laws that govern those things. And I'm actually studying those right now, but go ahead. The, about, the, um, about the educational system over there. Uh, so I went to uh, interview this young man while I was there. And one of the questions that I really wanted just to ask him was, well, I said, do you really think that Chinese people are that much more smarter than American people? And he said, no. He said, we're just more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He said, when it comes to study. Exactly. Exactly. When it yeah. comes to study. And he said, but no, I don't believe that. You know, um, so I said to him, he said, no. He said, he said that there's an exam that they have to take. You know how the kids here in the United States take the SATs and the PSATs. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a test over there. It's called the Gao Cal. And the Gao Cal, they need to do really, really well on it because that will determine if they can get into a university. Wow. And if yeah, they that's get like in Jamaica. They do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the ACT. Right. And they get into the university. Well, you know, then they're able to change the trajectory for their family, for their life, you know, um, because they don't have a lot of money over there. So what the parents do is they take them and they lock them away. They buy them all like their favorite snacks. And they just take them and they hide them from everyone. So the only thing they do is study when it's, you know, when it's time for them to take this exam. So they're wow. usually, yeah, it's a serious exam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, is that the same um, thing, Miss Cherry, the, that when they go through that, is that the same country where they, if they miss the, out on the exam, then it's it's shameful to the family and so much so that I was going to say high that. rate and the, 
Yes, yes. ma'am. No, the suicide it, it, rate it, is extremely but, high. Yeah. Japan has the highest rate of suicide due to shame. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 so speaking of patents and what you can and cannot do, I used to have a Japanese client, and I sent the wrong patent inadvertently to them, and then mm-hmm. I immediately got. Um, it wasn't my fault. We went back and checked. I was I would have been fired, <laughs> but because the system pulled up, I put in the number I was supposed to, and it pulled up the wrong patent. But immediately, an, an email went out from the head of the law firm you know, talking about the rate of suicide and what happens when there are mistakes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so they there's don't a have balance like in a between. There's got to be. They, they don't have like prominent families where, you know, like in the United States, this family owns so much money and can influence things. They, they're, they, do they have that kind of thing over there? Oh, yeah. They do. And that's money. See, See, we have we have racism. They have classism. Yes, classism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we have racism and shame. And, and shame and is actually kind of used. Shame is actually used. I think I talked about this before. In Japan, there was. I have no idea if this is still in existence. Where there was a prison where they had no walls, but they utilized shame in order to keep the prisoners in there. Shame. Shame. It's shame is so that so psychology. So let's reverse it or think about you know Harriet Tubman and the mindset. So people over there feel like you brought dishonor to our family by doing this. You must demonstrate your whatever atonement or whatever they think. And if you don't do this, if you don't stay in here and serve your time, you will further dishonor our families and shame is I guess like Jewish guilt. Like it can move mountains. <laughs> it, can, it can make things happen and it makes wow. those people stay in the prison. They do not have any walls. I bet they never played Evelyn Champagne King over there. Trying not to sing. I'm trying not to sing it. Right. Don't mm-hmm. sing it. Don't sing it. I don't it. See that just that just aged you. So at least you know what the song is. <laughs> Erica probably never heard the song. <laughs> He's probably a baby. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. Shame. Um, what time is it? I don't want nine one. Oh my God! Nobody told me, Barbara. Shut up. All right. I want to thank everybody for coming on. Um, my parting words. I want to say, uh, don't give into. Uh, if, if the mass of people who have assimilated and who want to, even though they don't really think like uh, other people, they just go along with the okie doke just to fit in, just to get by. Because I think that's what we've been doing a lot lately, just getting by, just Lord, just let me make it to tomorrow and maybe things will get better. But it seems like they are trying to take us back to a time when, you know, there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of uh, things happening that should not have happened. So you can get in where you fit in, but you still have to live with yourself. You still have to look yourself in the mirror and say, did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? And if you can tell yourself that you did, then, hey, that might be the place that you fit in. 
And with that being said, I'd like to thank all my panelists for coming on tonight, hanging with us. I know this was, I, I don't even want to say a boring topic, but I know it's hard to try to uh, um, project what we want people to know that sometimes when you go, go along with the crowd, that you find yourself being the crowd. Sometimes you got to stand on your own two feet and say, I don't care what anybody says. I know within my heart, this is the right thing. I don't care what they're doing over there across town. I don't care what they're doing across the yard. I, I'm going to be steadfast and unmovable in my thoughts and actions. Even if you're the wrongest person in the world, stand on your conviction because you're the only one who has to pay for it. And with that being said, I want to say good night to everybody. Thank you. Please join us next Friday as we continue and go back to Cougar Chronicles, where we take serious topics and give it a comedic flair. And on every Sunday that we can, we are here on mass, making all souls kindred spirits, because we are all uh, one step away from, from being annihilated. You know, uh, God is not pleased with the things that are going on in this world today. And you're going to have to make a choice. You can't assimilate. You're going to have to stand on your own merit. Because I, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if, the, if the rapture comes and I start disappearing, don't try to catch a hole in my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be kicking and whatever. So Miss B is laughing at this. You'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, but uh, thank you all for coming on. I wanted, I, I, I enjoy the fact that you ladies believe in me. Y'all believe in what we do here. And y'all bring so much to the program. So thank everyone. And Mitchell, you're going to hang with us as long as you possibly can. And we thank you for it. I want to thank Like Minds for uh, running the boards for us and being the, the, the ultimate, the the production company that I could ever have. And if you followed us on Facebook, please continue to do so if you are on our live. And if you have anything to say, please go do it. Like, share, subscribe, and do whatever you got to do. And sometimes if you want to throw some cash out to Like Minds 420, then you do that um, to keep us going. You know, we need money to pay Zoom. <laughs> anyway, so with that being said, again, for the third time. Thank y'all and good night. I love you all.
mean what I say and I say what I mean For me it go deeper than rhymes I was deployed here by the most high No D-boy but I'm serving dope lines Hold up wait a minute let me slow it down Spit it real clear for the people in the back Before the Lord said the words Let there be light Everything was black This is no fiction Everything fact Follow no scripting I don't ever